You are listening to the special episode of the Bretzel podcast from Munich. I am your host, Mark Lindgren. Our guest today is a people leader with a creative curiosity. He specializes in critical and analytical thinking, the art of turning the impossible into a reality. He has a history of successfully energizing teams from end-to-end operations, engineering, global trade and finance to business transformations. He has a broad background in leading multiple businesses across different industry sectors such as diamonds, fintech, jewelry and pharma. Welcome to the show, uh, Shirak Jetani. Hello everyone. Uh, hello Marco, nice to be here on your podcast. So uh, today we are talking about um, uh, pain points. Um, what were the pain points uh, when you worked with a diamond and a jewelry trader? So I'll just start with my uh, brief background about myself. So I'm an engineer by background, uh, uh, opposed to which I joined my family's diamonds business. So we have offices in different locations across multiple geographies. And we have been in business since past three generations. So working with in my organizations, uh, I learned about how the global trade works and I had a hand-on experience doing that. So when we talk about global trade, particularly with the high net worth of goods like diamonds and jewelry, there are a lot of times on the supply chains, particularly for, let's say, if the goods are moving from one geography to other geography, there are various compliance that needs to be passed. So that is the first thing that uh, an individual or a business looks up into passing the trade with the compliance matters. The second most important thing about the global trade is payments and finance. So when we talk about payments, uh, the current traditional network has, or it utilizes to be precise, SWIFT uh, banking network where all the banks are connected with the SWIFT network and the funds are transferred from one geography to other geography by utilizing multiple intermediary banks within the transaction. And that happens all via SWIFT messaging system like MT102, MT103. And that is what it delays the timeline for the closure of the transaction depending on the geography. For example, some geographies are quite fast. You get the funds settled in less than 24 hours. And in some geographies, it takes up to seven days for the funds to be reconciled in the counterparty's account. So that is the first stage of a pain area that we as a company recognize that the payments are quite inefficient, particularly with the time and on the transparency side as well. So in a fast growing world and, and a changing world of today, where even when we order an Uber, we know exactly wherever Uber is. We get to trace the location for the Uber, but it's not such with the global payments. And that is something uh, that we recognize and that was a big pain area for the industry folks as well, where they were not in control of their payments and their traceabilities of the payments. Now, talking about the finance side of it, most businesses are either financed by private financing or from the banking finance. And when you talk about finance within the global trade, there are certain geographies that have a very economical financing options available for the businesses. And there are certain geographies within expensive finance available. Yeah, so your pain point was basically that that you didn't know 
when and and how the money was coming in because the uh, the time difference could be a day or days or even weeks uh, so um how how did you um what was your approach how, how did you sort of uh, find that what is really the point and 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 to to start to heal it or or make it better yes so as i mentioned that i am an engineer by background with my masters in erlangen germany so when i was involved with my family stipend business alongside that uh, me and my team we were working with two of the largest private sector banks that is uh, icici bank in india and emirates nbd in middle east so my current cto uh, and his team they were working on creating a first intra bank trade finance remittance supplementation between those two banks and the idea clicked off right away that if the banks are utilizing it why not commercialize the things and i started uh, communicating same and discussing same with my co-founder dinesh patel who is based out of lenox kansas city area and back in 2018 uh, we incepted diamond to blockchain with a core belief that this pain areas can be resolved via blockchain technology so the first thing that we did was we created our own proprietary blockchain network that's called diamond net which has an fpa consensus mechanism and it comes to consensus in 2 to 4 seconds and it can handle currently more than 7500 transactions per seconds which can be easily scaled up to 10000 20000 even 100000 transactions per seconds but if if we take that that moment that you realize okay we have to do something about this long long payment and and transparency and to see the payments how they go was it you jumped right away to blockchain or was was there anything else that you thought first to to solve it or or make it like a sort of a more traditional ways so we looked on multiple payments applications and what technology they had been using and we, we analyzed multiple tech stacks on which can be much uh, efficient about solving this pain areas so that's when we started interacting with uh, various uh, banking executives and also had our eyes on the upcoming technologies and that's when we realized c- compared to the current tech stack that is out there blockchain had a uh, longer term potential and that's why we selected uh, blockchain as our core infrastructure Did, did you have some some previous experience with blockchain or, or, or how how did you end up selecting blockchain uh, to be honest i i personally didn't have any uh, previous experience working with the uh, with the blockchain but uh, as i started uh, speaking with my current cto for us it was uh, ch- uh, quite challenging to understand the blockchain as well and i think i, f- I feel that it is same with a lot of individuals out there right now to understand how blockchain works how it has to be implemented and what are the real use cases of it mostly when you talk about blockchain people related to bitcoin but it has to be clear that bitcoin is just one of the use cases of blockchain and there is a way more potential and that's what we have seen in various uh, industry verticals as well when we talk about finance when we talk about pharma when we talk about automobile industry everyone has started building use cases on it and testing it out and even the governments are looking on to blockchain as a real use case with their cbdcs the central bank digital currencies and uh, sooner or later it's going to arrive and everyone has to adopt to the blockchain and the new world of blockchain so it's like 
what internet was there before around 25 years and what revolution it brought to the uh, industry. The similar kind of revolution uh, is uh, coming with blockchain being implemented in multiple industries. So let's talk a little bit about your background. You said you have studied in Erlangen, Nuremberg, and you studied chemical and biological engineering. Yes. And then you have worked with uh, with a jewel uh, jewelry uh, trade, and 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 now we are uh, building a, a blockchain. So that's a very fascinating combination. Um, how did you end it up? Well, let's start from the from your uh, master's uh, area, chemical and biological engineering. So. When I was doing my chemical and biological engineering uh, in Erlangen, and uh, I had a fair share of experience uh, working with various chemical processes, and within the diamond industry as well, we have seen the emergence of lab-grown diamonds. And that was one of the areas that I focused with in my studies as well, during my research as well. So ultimately, that enthusiasm of knowing what exactly is happening in the diamond world, which was my family's diamond business. So that created a momentum uh, for me as well to just uh, merge two different worlds of a traditional diamond business and the chemical engineering. And that's how everything glued up. So as I kept on getting those experience, I entered into the global trade market, which was a very good learning curve. And that ultimately made me realize that there are various pain areas within the finance sector particular with the payments. And that's what something uh, we, I needed to address about. And I f- uh, felt that there is a, a very good potential than myself working in the traditional industry. So it was about merging the traditional trade of diamonds with a upcoming technology like blockchain and merging it together and giving a real good potential to the industry folks. And it's not only about the diamond industry. Whenever you are working within the global trade business it may it might be textile it might be pharma so everyone faces the similar pain areas and that uh, experience uh, we have got from talking to multiple individuals and businesses in different industry verticals about the solving the pain point uh, would you say that that there's uh, it's better to look a little bit like elsewhere and maybe areas that that don't, don't come uh, automatically to you if i think that really the diamond trade and blockchain are so far away, especially since the blockchain is often considered, as you said, as, as Bitcoin or some sort of a, um, cryptocurrency uh, money. So um, well, how, how would you say that you you can uh, like uh, take yourself away from that uh, everyday thinking and, and find this kind of uh, solution out of the out of the box, if you if you wish? Whenever there is uh, a new uh, technology coming up, uh, there is a lot of lot of things or there are a lot of things happening on the background and you don't see as a retail customer that uh, you only see an uh, front end which uh, solves your daily life problems but there are a lot of things happening on the background and uh, this was something that we knew that we wanted to keep things as simple as possible so that people don't have to adapt to it and that experience we have got from speaking to people within the banking sector as well. So one of our key team member uh, and our advisors to the team, Eric Jens, who is an ex-ABN Embro CEO. So once we started building upon it, uh, he approached us and he started discussing about how we are implementing blockchain on the banking and the payment side of it, because he was the one who was managing a wider 
portfolio, more than $4 billion of finance that AB and Embraer was financing, particularly to the diamonds and jewelry space. So it was interesting for him to understand the processes that we were following up. So with his input, we started building upon a potential business plan that would solve a lot of pain areas for not only for the industry sector, also for the banking world as well. So with that input, we realized that, uh, uh, so every, like when we started, we were not perfect at all. And still, I don't believe that we are perfect on what we are doing. There are a lot of things that are out of our control, but we have a clear vision in mind that where we want to take our platform and how we want to benefit uh, other industry folks similar to us to address the pain areas that we have. And that's why we have been constantly working on speaking with multiple individuals and their pain points and then trying to implement that within our applications and within the technology that we are building. So in the longer run, it would be ultimately beneficial to everyone within the space. What what you would you say that is the biggest challenge right now in, in your work? Uh, like the, the biggest that you are has to put most effort to uh, to solve? So the biggest challenge that we face, so for any company, whenever they are working uh, with a new technology, uh, everyone has a, a challenge to bring on customers, but we don't find that as a big challenge. If we are giving a product that is ultimately beneficial to that company, people are going to join us. And we, within our industry connections, we are pretty much sure that we would have a very good amount of traction and something that we have seen in the past few years as well, that we have a lot of traction. But the challenge, the most challenging thing is whenever you are working with multiple financial institutions or banking institutions in different geographies, so compliance and getting around how the compliance works in different geographies and how you connect with the banks in different geographies. So technology is never a problem. So any company can have a very core technological team and get all the things implemented very smoothly. It might, some companies might take a few months, some companies might take a few years. And we as a company are quite good on that, but bringing all the different geographical banking institutions together in a single platform so that the value transfer is much more efficient than current uh, traditional system. So that is a challenge that we face as a company. And how we are getting around it is uh, with the banking connections uh, and the banking executives that we have on our advisory board, it has made our, our task a bit easier And that's how we are going step by step. So currently we are serving the North American region, starting with United States. And as we keep on expanding, the next key geography would be US and the European region. How do you continue to learn to stay uh, on top of things uh, with uh, blockchain and the changing technology? I read a lot about uh, the upcoming technologies. I interact with a lot of people within this uh, the same space in the crypto world, in the blockchain world, in the banking world even uh, on the trade world. So I have to be very focused uh, in each and every area so that I learn about what is happening uh, within the space. And as a company, how we stay on the top of the things is we have our innovation department, like where uh, the innovation department keeps on doing the research and uh, stays on the top by doing multiple innovative things uh, with the clients that we have, with the banking institutions that we have. So that's how we keep ourselves updated uh, on the new upcoming things within the space that we are working. And that's how we drive the innovation within our company as well. 
That's very interesting. How how can the listeners discover more about uh, your business and, and 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 you and get in touch with you if if they want to? So if if someone wants to learn more about what we are doing or what is happening within the space, uh, I'm very open to having any conversation, and so is my team. It's all about discussing uh, in a new world uh, where it would be much more efficient. So we were we are very good listeners as well. We take a lot of advices from people so every anyone can get in touch with me uh, via email uh, that is chiragjitani at diamondtablockchain.com and they can also send me a direct message from our websites diamondtablockchain.com we have our application website that's called paycircle.io and we have our uh, digital asset website that's called dmcircle.io And then uh, our final section, the Pretzel Podcast, is about creativity and inspiration. So how do you get inspired? As an individual, I get inspired uh, to do a lot of things from my background itself. I, that that is something that I have been gifted from my family's background. So the way I have been brought up is like if we have to think on our feet to do multiple things uh, that are not only beneficial to us or they are, they are not only making money for us, but for the world as well. And that is a reason I have had my career path such that I'm, I was, uh, I did my schooling in one, uh, in my hometown. Then I moved to a different city in India to do my engineering. And then I moved to Germany so that I uh, learn more about different cultures, uh, how the people think about it, how the people go around it. And, and you understand how the world is uh, going forward with, with multiple things. So that's what keeps me inspired to learn uh, every day some new things which would be ultimately beneficial to us as a company as well as uh, if we are growing as a company, that would be ultimately beneficial to the world as well. And then the last one, what does creativity mean to you? Uh, for me, a, a creativity has a very simple definition. Whenever you are building something that is beneficial to multiple people or multiple businesses around the globe, that's creativity. You don't have to be very creative when you are building something, but that is not useful to people. So if uh, someone or anyone, for the matter of fact, is building something that would be useful to a mass of people or individual, that is creativity to me. This was the Pretzel, the Creative Munich podcast. This episode was produced and edited by me, Mark Lindgren at Huimen Production. Our music was made by Sasha Ende. The additional sound was made by Winnie the Mook. Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com. To find the show notes for this episode, see the talk, and to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.